Welcome to the Friends of Zane Adams, aka FAZA Podcast, bringing awareness of postpartum depression, suicides, and the children who are left behind. We'll be spotlighting positive outcomes from mothers as well as healthcare experts and counselors. Would you know the signs of PPD? Would you know how to help a loved one? Stay tuned. As a community, we can do more to support maternal mental wellness. Welcome, FAZA fans, and thank you for joining in on a new FAZA podcast. We're bringing awareness to maternal mental health, and I'm Paulette Smith. This is episode 24. Before beginning, I need to say a few words about triggers. This is a safe place. However, we may discuss topics that can be sensitive and may act as a trigger for some members of our audience. The content we discuss serves to provide information, education, and advocacy only. If you are experiencing an emergency, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's 988. And if you're not experiencing an emergency, you're seeking consultation, then please check with your doctor or professional caregivers. And if you feel that your voice is still not being heard, please don't give up seeking help. Visit us online at fazainc.org and we'll try to assist you in finding resources in your local area. And you're never required to provide us with any private or sensitive information. Moving into our main event, as always, we're focusing on ways to bring more awareness to stop the stigma, the silence, the suicides, and the suffering that can accompany postpartum depression. So let me share with you some information about our wonderful guest. We are honored to have back with us Dr. Alan Lindman, a.k.a. Rural Doc Allen. He is an obstetric physician, and he's delivered more than 6,000 babies in his career with no maternal deaths. He avoided many of the chronic pregnancy problems in his patients by carefully listening to them, paying attention, and gathering resources to ensure a healthy birth and a successful postpartum experience. Doc Allen is the creator of the Pregnancy Your Way support group, and he has recently authored a new book of the same name, Pregnancy Your Way, Choosing a Safe and Happy Birth. He's added this book to his ever-growing resource library for the benefit of mothers, moms-to-be, pregnant people, and everyone in our circle. So today we're going to talk a little bit about a trending topic. That is the PPD pill or the postpartum depression pill. As you know, Faza is not an expert, so we called on an expert, and that's Dr. Enderman. Welcome Doc Allen, how are you doing today? We're doing really well here. Thank you, Paulette. It's really a pleasure to be with you today. The pleasure is all ours because we're excited about what we're going to talk about. Everything you put out, everything you do, and definitely we're going to send the audience over just to see the library, the wealth of information that you provide. Everything you do is so interesting and so helpful to our moms and our pregnant people, perinatal people. But right now, we're going to dive right in and talk about 
the headlines we've been reading that FDA has approved a pill, the first oral treatment for postpartum depression. And you and I have been talking about this offline, but I wanted to get you online. So just let's start talking. Let's start with the name. What's the name for the new so-called pregnancy depression pill? Well, the uh, brand name is Zuzerve, and uh, of course the generic name is Zerzanolone. So you can see why they tried to shorten it a little bit, but not much. Right. A lot of our moms just writing in, making comments, and when they start searching for information about this, would it be your recommendation that they search on both those names? Because we're going to put them on our website so they can see how they look and see how they're spelt. Uh, or should it, does it make any difference if they search on the brand name or the generic name? I tell you what, in preparation of this, Paulette, I've been searching myself. And uh, I searched Zerzuve, which is the brand name. And it's uh, quite a bit shorter than the um generic name, Zerzanolone. Okay, then. I'm just going to call it Zerzave, Zerzave because, and I'm going to try not to say it too often, <laughs> it's been approved for PPD treatment, postpartum depression, but as you and I had a conversation, not MDD, which is a major depressive deal, uh, disorder. Is that correct? Yes, this is one of the big problems we're going to have. You know, this is not a panacea. This is not a simple process at all because, um, yes, you're right, Zerzuve treats PPD, postpartum depression, does not treat major depressive disorders, does not treat postpartum psychosis, and does not treat generalized anxiety disorder. So. When Before anybody gets started on this pill, they have to have the right diagnosis. And, of course, that raises the question, who is going to give them the diagnosis? Right now, that is not clear. You know, when I was practicing 40 years ago, 30, 10, 10 years ago, I had a, a, a formula that I used. I would see the patients right away. I'd listen to them. They'd probably get them started on some Ativan because that would work right away, get them started on some Effexor because that also did a good job. And then I'd call the psychiatrist right away that day. We'd talk. We'd agree on the treatment. And I'd have the patient do the psychiatrist within the week. So there was no fuzziness as far as the diagnosis goes. We had the diagnosis that we all agreed on. But one of the problems with this pill is there is absolutely no firm mechanism for who prescribes it and what kind of background do they need to have and what do they need to know about these other um, depressions. So this is muddy water right now, Paulette. Okay. And everything that you just said, I hope my moms and I hope uh, that my medical professionals and therapists, counselors as well, I hope you're hearing this because we're all a part of helping the mom get to the right information. We're all a part of that because we want to encourage her to ask the questions according to the information that you're providing. We want her to know. We don't want her to assume that everything is in place when everything is actually not in place. For example, insurance. 
and paying for this new miracle pill. Right. And we don't even know for sure when the pill is coming out. If you go to the manufacturer, they'll say fourth quarter. Well, fourth quarter could be October, November, or December. So at the present time, this pill isn't available. We don't know how much it'll cost. And we don't know whether insurance is going to pay some or any of it or all of it. We have not the slightest idea for any of those things. So let's say we have worked out, some of those issues have been worked out, and some uh, one who is unfortunate enough to need it, but fortunate enough to prescribe, get prescribed with it. What kind of side effects have you researched they might experience? Well, this is a really good question because that's certainly what patients want to know right away. So dizziness, drowsiness, fatigue, diarrhea, runny nose, bladder infections are among the side effects, the complications that we have seen in the studies that have been done so far. And I can't imagine any postpartum mother wanting to be dizzy, drowsy, or sleepy. No. that's a, And that's something also, as you were speaking about the possible side effects, those are side effects that some of our moms who are experiencing postpartum depression already feel. Yes, they you're right. Yeah, it just makes the water muddier than it already is. Not trying to uh, frighten anyone or keep them away from the uh, any kind of scientific breakthroughs that we have. It's just awareness and making sure that you have enough information to look into your medical provider's eye and get the answers you need, Mom, to feel like you're taking uh, the right direction. And you know we say it all the time here at Pfizer, uh, if you don't feel you're getting the information from the team that you have, you might need to switch teams. You just have to get that trust feeling and get that confidence that you're being uh, given the right information. And also you're your best advocate. You can't just believe everything you read, but you can have information, arm yourself so that when you are feeling like you want to learn more, that you will be comfortable with the answers that you're getting. So how would a mom uh, qualify for this uh, medication? I know you talked well, about we needing to be diagnosed and the and the and the murkiness between her medical doctor that may be between her medical doctor and uh, a mental health staff to help her. How would she best qualify? Well, you're right. I mean, this is one of the big problems we have today because if you have a postpartum mother calling the obstetrician about symptoms of depression, the obstetrician is probably going to say, I don't treat psychiatric illness. So you might get that answer. On the other hand, you might have um, somebody else answer the phone, or you might have the doctor say, well, let me see if I can get you in to see a psychiatrist. So that would be the right answer. The, you know, I don't treat you, that's the wrong answer. 
Um, mm-hmm. But the other problem is sometimes it's really hard to see a psychiatrist. You can wait for three to six months, and that is just not at all going to work. So if a mom, you know, you go through the, the hoops, you call your obstetrician, they say, we'll find a psychiatrist for you or go find one yourself. That's, of course, the worst possibility. But if they tell you they'll, if they make a recommendation, they probably will also realize that it's important to be seen soon. So that is part of what needs to happen. And if that doesn't happen, then your option would be to go to like an immediate or convenient care clinic. Again, they might just say, oh, well, we don't treat the depression, but they might actually find a psychiatrist. And if that doesn't work, then I'd try an emergency room. And again, try to get a referral to a psychiatrist. So it's it's not going to be the same for everybody. A lot of it depends on who your first doctor is, and a lot of it depends on how patients explain things to them. So, you know, you really want to not miss anything when you're trying to get an appointment. You don't want them to start overlooking what you're telling them. Absolutely. And the big point that I take away from all of that is making sure that you get a referral, whether it's for this medication or just because you don't feel as if you or yourself just making sure that uh, you're being heard and that you are being referred to someone who can answer your questions, get your questions answered, and, of course, get a diagnosis and then, of course, get the treatment you need if you happen to need medical treatment, whatever kind of treatment you need. So moms basically were saying, listen and have a list of your questions ready and get that feeling of, uh, if you can, get that feeling of trust. If you don't feel that, don't stop. Don't give up. And, of course, um, as Doc Allen says, it could depend on where you live. It could depend on availability because we don't know where the medicine is going to be available, when it's going to be available, what the cost is, what the insurance involvement is. So we don't know that it's going to be distributed evenly across the United States. We we simply don't know that. So your questions are going to be very important to your service, your medical service provider. Your questions are going to be the most important. Doc Allen, I did see that in our conversations and some information you sent me, something that was troubling because we know from our groups, our research, and our studies that many times postpartum depression is uh, a contributing factor is a mother is addicted. And you said that this medicine has the potential for abuse and being addictive. Is that true? Well, that, like I said, I've been uh, searching the information that the company sends out, and that is actually one of the things they say about it, that it does have an abuse potential. Now, it's it's uh, that would be very difficult to abuse this medication because it's given for two weeks and not more than two weeks. So it's unlikely you're going to get really addicted in two weeks. So the mother, moms, we want to make sure that we're looking at that two-week period. And if for any reason that changes, 
from your, your doctor or your medical care provider. You'd want to know why, because that is the time limit that, that's on it now. But everyone is different. We know that. But we just want to say if there are any safety issues involved as far as potential abuse, that we're not going to say that you would abuse it, Mom. We just want to say that we want you to be aware of the potential. I think you're, you know, I'm just going back to some of the things you said, and the magic word is referral. You really need to get that from your first doctor, and that will cut off months or weeks of your um, appointment time to see your psychiatrist. So, yes, Paulette, the magic word is referral. Yeah. But we then we talked about the magic time, two weeks, and just assuming everything's going along smoothly and my mom is getting some relief here and the two weeks uh, have, have expired, I'm going with the positive side that she's feeling better. Some of the reasons why she might have been diagnosed and prescribed this medicine no longer exists. Um, after the 14 days, she's feeling better. What what actually happens to her after well, she you finished that 14 days? This is a very good question because it's really what they were looking for in the study. And they studied something called an HAMD test, which indicates that mother's moods were improved after 14 days. What they carefully don't say is what happens on the 15th day. Uh, There's absolutely no plans in order for the 15th or 16th day. My concern for this pill is that mothers will feel better at day 14, but by the time that day 16 rolls around, they're going to have the same problem all over again. So you need more. You need to do more than just get on this pill, take this pill for the right amount of time, and hope that things get better. Uh, You know, postpartum depression responds really well to education, to listening, in other words, a provider who can listen, and a provider who can actually answer your questions, and, you know, they take the time to do that. A lot of postpartum depression revolves around very practical things, like getting up every three hours, going without sleep, you know, who's going to wash the dishes, who's going to clean the bathrooms. So those things need to get planned out. If you, you know, if you take the medication for two weeks and you feel better, but you go back into this slew of dysfunction, you're not going to get done what you want to get done. So my advice is during those two weeks when you're feeling better, take the necessary steps in your life to make sure that you don't slide back into that same hole again. And yes, friends can help you and you can get advice. I think actually Foz uh, is a good place to go for advice about postpartum. Okay, then. And a very good plan to not ex- necessarily expect everything to be 100% after that 14 days, but during that 14 days, try to use the feelings that are getting better to get yourself in a lifestyle that will support you after the 14 days and stay in communication 
with your medical team to let them know everything that's going on and don't feel as if you are a bother. Make sure that you let your feelings be known. Yes. I want moms to, um, many of the moms we speak to uh, are going through a first-time experience. And, of course, we know that some moms, even though they've had several children, they had a postpartum experience. A depression experience on the third child. They didn't have anything going wrong with the first or the second. And so they also feel like this is out of the ordinary, extraordinary. And the main thing we always try to say here at Father is you're not alone, but also you're not um unworthy. You don't, a lot of them feel like they don't want to be a father. They don't want to talk about the same Thing over and over again, especially if they're not getting, they don't feel as if they're getting better, we say don't give up. Just know that you're okay. And this, we want to make it a phase if it happens. Of course, Dr. Allen, we're going to talk about this in a little bit. You want to put your efforts towards it not happening, towards staying away from depression, but we know that it, it does happen when it does. Don't give up. We're going to try to uh, provide information to help you feel strong. And in that, we want to talk about the positive side of the survey. Just what are some of the advantages? Well, like, you know, we've been talking about it um, is available. So that's, I mean, it will be available sometime October, November, or December. It also gives moms and dads and the whole family a little bit of opportunity to take a breather, you know, a time out and mm-hmm. reorganize. And right now they don't have that. So that may be one of the ways to use uh, Zerzuve. Although I think the main thing we need to do is prenatal education. We'll see the whole family, get to see how they work, see what kind of commitment they have, what kind of respect they have. And uh, it that really does work. Uh, I think I told you I had uh, a mom and dad with quads, you know, four babies. And uh, dad said he changed 7,000 diapers a month uh, when they got (laughs) home. Well, you know, that's what you call teamwork. And teamwork is what you need. You know, your your husband, your wife, your life partner, kids, everybody needs to work together afterwards to make things the best possible um, postpartum outcome that they can have. And yes, there's, you know, there's all kinds of degrees of postpartum satisfaction and happiness, but certainly nothing wrong with looking to have the best outcome that you can have. And that requires work. Right. But it's really good information. And that's what you strive to do. Bring everyone together. It's not just the mom. Uh, it is everyone around her her family, everyone who has an interest in her, everyone who loves her, everyone who who cares for her. And since we come around, and that can, of course, work in her favor to never have a really serious experience with postpartum depression, that we know that there are going to be some changes and some uncomfortable times, but we don't want that to lead to um, depression. I want yep. to kind of piggyback on that and talk about some of the work 
you do to make that happen. I know what you've done in the past, and I know that you're going to be focusing on that in the future, that family gathering, that family support side of, you know, perinatal care. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Well, yes. You know, we've talked before about inviting the whole family to the prenatal visits. It's actually fun. I thought it was a lot of fun for my the 40 years I was doing it. And, of course, you get to know moms and dads. And there's a lot of times where you walk into a labor and delivery room and mom will say, I don't think I can do this. And then you have to reach into her psyche, you know, what you know about it and say, yes, you're almost done. You can do this. This is going to work out fine for you. And the husband is there to help out. And so everybody's working together. And uh, we actually put the train back on the track and uh, everything gets taken care of in a good way. One of the important things I think that we're missing today is the opportunity to go home. In other words, you know, when I was a student 40 years ago, the first thing we did in the morning rounds was just wonder, we'd ask, is the milk coming in? Can the baby latch on? Um, Is mom comfortable taking care of this? You know, how's dad doing? And we could send them home when they were ready to go. Today, of course, we don't have that. It's a one-day wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, insurance thing. So it makes it more complicated, but it doesn't make it impossible for parents to be ready to go home. And what I'm talking about that is, you know, um, I know that the the, uh, the Leche League doesn't like bottles, but sometimes a bottle is necessary. And if dad gets up at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, takes to 9 o'clock at night feeding, that helps mom out. Uh, who's going to do the dishes? Who's going to clean the floors? Who's going to clean the bathrooms? All of those things need to be understood. In other words, your postpartum life, the life you're going to have when you go home, needs to be pretty much negotiated and agreed upon uh, before you leave. Otherwise, you get into all kinds of misunderstandings and fightings, fighting that isn't necessary. So, well, of course, what fighting is necessary, but Anyway, it is possible to concentrate on the good things. One of the, we have two stories in our book, and one of them is what happens when you're prepared to go home. The other one is what happens when you're not prepared to go home. So, you know, and we that's have that. great because you touched on what I wanted to talk about, what I'm excited about, your new book. So go ahead and tell us some more about that. Well, thank you so much, Paulette. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, the book is really designed uh, to promote the mental and physical health and wellness of moms, dads, and babies. And you know, there's a lot of prenatal books out there that focus on mom, but dads need to pull their weight postpartum, and the kids need to be part of it. So that the other thing we concentrate on in our book. Is avoiding injury. Yeah, for example, um, you can manage uh, diabetes, how to manage that, uh, how to manage preeclampsia, how to not have eclampsia, how to manage blood pressure so that you don't have any trouble. Like I said, I've never had a mom um, die as a result of pregnancy. And uh, certainly 
and no problems with uh, what we now call behavioral health issues. And the third thing that we're trying to do in our book, and this is, a, I guess, kind of a sad thing, but really trying hard to prevent maternal mortality because the CDC says 80% is preventable. So we're really trying to bridge that gap. You know, in our country, we have a maternal mortality rate that is higher than any of the developed world. You know, for for our women of color, it's 69.9 per 100,000. But if you look at Japan, it's two per 100,000. So we have work to do and we're going to get started. Well, you've already gotten started, and I want you to just tell us about how we can get over there and get that book. And I don't want you to leave the line without everyone knowing. I mean, you've got a half dozen books out there, so (laughs) just want everyone (laughs) to be invited to not only uh, check out your book, give it as a gift perhaps to a mom that they may know, uh, even give it to um, even give it to an organization. Uh, if they have an organization of women, they might want to share it that way. And also about your courses and your membership plan. Tell us about that. Well, thank you so much, Paulette. Our book is called Pregnancy Your Way, and the subtitle is Choose a Safe and Happy Birth. Because even though we touch some touch on some topics here that are uncomfortable, I really want to leave moms and dads and kids with a positive attitude. You know, you can have the best pregnancy outcome that you can choose, you know, and choose it. And, and it's pregnancy your way, and you have to put Lindemann behind it. That's okay. part of that. And uh, Lindemann MD is a good way to find us. Moms can go to your website and they can get even more information and they can get to work with you or get you to work with them. Absolutely. We're happy to coach anybody uh, for any reason. And uh, we have, you know, we do two podcasts every Friday. We now have about 120 podcasts, which are uh, Rural Doc Allen on YouTube. So, there's, we do lots of topics. As a matter of fact, I think tomorrow I'm going to do uh, Zerzuve again because this is a really complex issue, and it's just it's. I think it's hard for healthcare professionals to understand. So, how is the public going to understand it? Well, we can't get enough information. As when I was um, in the in the work world, I used to say, I can't be over-informated. Uh, we can't get an, uh, too much information about something that is so ambiguous. We need, and especially from experts like yourself, we uh, have so many channels of information now until moms really don't know who to listen to or what they should believe. I'm just so glad that you came with us. And even the topics that we talked about today, we could break those down and we would invite you back when we have more information as it's revealed to the public for you to tell us if what we're hearing is good for our moms or if they should uh, be cautious about what they're hearing or if we really do, if we really do have a breakthrough here. So once again, I want you five fans to uh, look at YouTube if you want a visual of the information that 
we've been providing here, especially getting in contact with Doc Allen and especially in getting over to his site. We're going to have all that printed out. If you are just an audio listener, that's fine because I'm going to have a closing on here where I'm going to be really, really clear about what you need to do as a mom or as a professional, as a therapist or counselor. We all are in this together. So thanks again, Doc Allen, for coming with us, and we hope you have much success with your book. We know you're going to have a lot of success with it because it's built to help people. Well, thank you so much, Paulette. I do appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to coming back. And, of course, yes, you got the, you hit the nail on the head. We have a mission here, and I'm hoping that it is obvious. It is. Okay, then. Well, Faza fans, we may have had some technical difficulties with sound this time. However, I didn't want to delay your getting this information. I wanted to make sure I got it out to you as soon as possible. And to be sure that you can get the full benefits of everything Doc Allen had to offer us today, you can visit his site at PracticeYourWay.com. And when you get there, click on the Forum tab right in the menu, and you can learn more about his new book of the same name. While you're visiting his site, you can check out the different levels of coaching he provides, and you'll see he provides assistance to everyone, no matter their socioeconomic status. Moms-to-be, current moms, caregivers, family members, and friends, professionals, even Counselors, coaches, they all can benefit from his many years of service. And remember, 6,000 babies with no maternal deaths. That is something to be very proud of. We're so happy to be associated with him. Also, when you visit us at fazainc.org, you can tap on the blog, and you'll see a written version of this podcast, along with live links to Doc Allen's Amazon collection of books, because he has more than one. Okay, now, as always, a reminder to you that FASA Finder Services are here to help you if you're finding it challenging to locate services in your zip code. You can find us at fazainc.org. That's F as in Frank, O, Z as in Zebra, A as in Apple, Inc.org. And then click on Faza Finder. If you are an audio-only listener, you'll want to check us out on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is at Faza Inc. We invite your feedback and your questions. We ask you to get involved. If you have free resources to benefit maternal mental health or the children who are left behind by maternal suicides, we want to hear from you. We offer a path for earning volunteer credits, or you can make a tax-deductible donation. FASA is a 501c3 nonprofit, and your donation goes to help keep this podcast alive and keep awareness at the top of everyone's mind. That's it for this episode of Questions, Answers, and Awareness of the PPD Pill. It's our sincere hope that this will be another tool to help stop the silence, the shame, the stigma, the suicides, and the suffering that can accompany postpartum depression. 
Once again, this is Paulette Smith signing off in loving memory of Christina LaShawn Thompson Adams. Bye-bye now.